by land or by sea, just call me Yahavivi. <laughs> Your face. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> just because I'm not busy doesn't mean I have time for you. Oh. <laughs> Wait, your face was so animated. We are giving big musical theater energy today and it, i'm here for it it's a friday afternoon my my work is done here i'm just living life here to have fun wait am i i don't know if i may have asked you this question if someone delivers you a pineapple as a get well soon what musical does that make you think of i know this is from uh the, the king and i no no what we is got it? one more chance uh, or death. Delivers your pineapple. I know. I like should. This is like ringing a bell somewhere. It did not ring a single bell for me. the 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 answer isn't like I knew. The answer is I had absolutely no, no idea. No, neither did my mother. Uh, delivers your pineapple uh, as like a thing. You don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Thank you. Okay, so it's not. I just wanted to make sure that it Can wasn't. You give me a hint. Um, Vilcomen. <laughs> cabaret yeah oh okay yeah so i had no idea damien one of the days that damien my angel my my heaven sent mm. love of, light of my life my internal and spiritual 911 showed up at the hospital after i'd like woken up from my beauty um and delivered me a pineapple and i thought it was because i i might have asked him to like to bring fruit or something and i was like why are you i just thought it was like so funny that he delivered me a whole pineapple and he looked at me quizzically and was like you don't know this is from cabaret and I said I had no idea and I went to school for musical theater performance my mom is a musical theater and I said Tobes did you know about the fucking pineapple she had no idea as well the only time I've ever seen cabaret was like a college production probably verging on 10 years ago so I don't I would like I I know that in some corner of dusty corner of my brain but like I actually just recently was thinking about watching the movie of Cabaret because I've never seen it, but I, I chose something else. I didn't see it. Now I'm trying to remember. You know what's so terrible? I actually don't remember if I saw the Michelle Williams, Emma Stone iteration. I definitely didn't see Emma. I don't remember if I saw Michelle, which is like embarrassing to me, not the, Michelle. The other choice for that production would have been Sienna Miller. <laughs> she also played Sally Bowles. We've gotten our um, ears pierced next to each other before. Wow. Yeah, good times. Um, but, you know, I did see it in Buenos Aires in Spanish. It was phenomenal. Because mm. the money part of it was so interesting because of what, unfortunately, the um, Buenos Aires uh, currency has gone through. Um, mm. It was a particularly astute production anyway guys um it's andy's girls theater talk uh episode 315 and i'm joined by what why do i sound like a fucking i'm giving off a little bit of diane sawyer energy and i don't know why that's happening but you're welcome in advance um listen my own mike nichols content manager pop culture at betches media host of the phenomenal podcasts pop alarm and mention it all and creator of everyone's favorite Instagram account, Bravo by Betches. Welcome back to Andy's Girls in person, Dylan Hafer. Dylan, how are you, sweet baby Dell? I am doing well. SBBD. I, I SBBD. That's a throwback. Um, yeah, sweet <laughs> baby Dell. I have never been compared to Mike Nichols before, so You're that's welcome. a fun one, uh, you know, tumbling around in my brain at the moment. <laughs> 
Um, but I'm, May I'm his ex- memory be a blessing. Working yeah. girl. Yes. I'm excited to be here. Excited to be in the office. Excited yes. to see you for the second time this week. Can you even? Because you and I were hanging uh, with some Lamborghinis earlier this week at the at the Tupai premiere screening. So I have been put on sort of severe medical. I wouldn't call it like medical rest, but I would call it like medical. Don't leave your fucking apartment if it gets hot out because the doctors are still trying to figure out what's happening. And. And Tuesday was the first day I would have been essentially out of bed, aside from running a couple couple errands and seeing a friend since I got out of the hospital. And it was 92 degrees out. Now, at that point, I had not been told, don't go outside. But I said to myself, ma'am, you're not going to feel great emotionally if you don't haul ass to the Real Housewives of Dubai screening party, premiere, situation, etc. cetera, Q&A, Zoom with the cast at the Lamberfuckin'-Gini. Oh, Lamberfuckin'-Gini. Yeah, I said that. Lamberfuckin'-Gini. Lamberfuckin'-Gini. Showroom on Heavy West Side. And yeah. so I went, and I didn't feel great after. I'm not going to lie to you. It was so fucking hot. Well, did you look through the photos they sent? You looked good. No, I looked terrible and oh, there's one of you me and richie that's it's nice mm, don't love it okay you, i told him i sent him the link and i said i essentially was like do not post you made <laughs> i will say you made what i would classify as a wise decision to keep your sunglasses on yeah <laughs> the entire time the entire time it, it was a bold move at the time but looking at the photos i'm like my eyes are like sweaty sunken little pits <laughs> And like I, I didn't even dare go on the step and repeat because I was like these photos. I it's ninety degrees. I feel I feel bad. I look look worse. I'm sure my hair was like sweaty by that point because there's just no way for it not to be. Um, and you you know you look composed because you had just gotten a haircut. Your hair looked I correct. I got it cut that morning. I was like, if we're gonna do this, we're doing it. You were wearing a lovely dress as you usually are when you're out <sighs> of the house. You. And the sunglasses just made it so that it's like any part of you that would have maybe been like struggling in the heat was just like behind a little a little veil. It honestly felt like I didn't think I had capacity to keep my eyes alert. So I was like, we're just going to keep the sunnies on because it gives me a little bit of an ability to zone out as necessary to conserve brain space. I was honestly it was it was really kind of a relief when it was time to sit down for the episode screening because it's like. We got to turn the lights off a little bit. I didn't feel like I was being seen or like perceived yeah. for that hour. I was like, this is better. Although I'm so upset. Those, ch- those chairs were extremely uncomfortable. I didn't even notice. I was just trying to stay alive. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even notice. But I was very upset that there was an open bar and I'm not allowed to have any alcohol. Mm. I had a doctor's appointment this week where she said, you can have at max a half glass of wine. But she looked at me in such a way where she was like, but I'm going to judge the absolute fuck out of you. If you And I was like, cool, but I need a bottle because I'm taking Damien to look at as a thank you for saving my life dinner. Mm. Really for me. But um, <laughs> and I was like, I need a I need a bottle of champagne. She's like, well, and I was like, for this person, good friend who saved my life. She's like, well, why don't you give him a bottle of champagne? And I said, it, it's not about him. 
this is about my journey. Like, getting he gets trashed. to be there. He gets to be. He gets to watch me drink. But like now we have to maybe reschedule it oh. until I can have a full glass. You can't go to a fancy French restaurant no. if you do drink alcohol. If you don't drink alcohol, no problem. Live right, your best life. right, right. But if like you want to have champs and you can't have it, what's the point? No, there's a, if. Uh, what's the point? If you are someone who drinks, there are certain there are certain Nights. experiences that right. are supposed to be enjoyed with a beverage, and you, it's not. It would be better to reschedule than to go and only get half the experience. This is what Damien said, and it like breaks my heart because I did also reach out to Daniel Rose, the chef at Le Cuckoo, who I am friendly with on Instagram, to be like, "Guess where I'm going?" But um, and he asked for my the date and stuff to like make it a celebration. <sighs> and now I have to be like Daniel. Truly, this is better for your bottom line, sir. It's going to be a big difference between Sarah almost died, she needs to have some chance, and, like, not drinking. So, like, let's just reschedge, I think. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the event was at noon on a Tuesday. Um, That was tough. And so I had two Aperol spritzes. Two Aperol spritzes, which had a it had a clever name because they had done the, the it was drink like menu. Dubai, Dubai. It was there was the Dubai Kyle. Dubai which Kyle, right? That I did not have because it had tequila in it, and I was like, oh, I have to go back a, to work no, after this. No I can't way. drink tequila. Um, there was actually it was like, I would have done that. It was like the rain of gold, or you know, like something something like <laughs> Dubai ish. But yeah, I I had two Aperol spritzes right when mm. I got there, and then cut myself off because I was like, I do actually have to be a little bit productive this afternoon and by the time I got back to the office at like 3 p.m. I was really um struggling and p.s. guys there were two half million Lamborghinis that were brought in for us into this like little event space bravo shit money on this event and I feel appreciated when I see fancy hors d'oeuvres you can tell the difference when the hors d'oeuvres themselves look like models when it's like a beautiful like olympic flame style poof of something i just felt very appreciated by well, it well it's the kind of hors d'oeuvre where they're not just coming around on plates no, it's like it's okay so this tube. this one looks like it's a hollowed out canoe that we've <laughs> attached like metal poles to and then each each like little you know tuna bite is like perched on one of these little poles like it's it, it's, it's swam very, it's to like you by swam to you by an actual fish creative PK's creative cousins. presentation of hors d'oeuvres and to be honest i'm usually i'm i'm a picky enough eater that i'm usually mm. not i'm not like oh yeah i'll have two of these and two of no, these like because it's like a weird cheese marmalade usually situation. like a couple things i'll try Shout a couple a things that i'm like yeah. eh, no thank you but like even just just the visual of it like walking past i'm like i appreciate that um, I had the only one that I had that was gluten free vegan was um, a falafel with hummus that was delicious. Oh, I had yeah. literally five of them. That looked good. I didn't have it any. was like the size of my thumb. So every time I was like, I'm going to have two. <laughs> Thank you. They were like hors d'oeuvres. Like they were. Yeah, very fancy. Were, I love when money is spent. I really little, do. I appreciate little that. Little bites. I um, respect it. And for Dubai, you got to you got to shit some cash. There was probably more food than was at like Leanne Locken's wedding, though. Well, Leah Locken didn't have food because she said you should be eating prior. Andy, we would have gotten food for you. <laughs> exactly. And there were like five hours in between the ceremony and the reception. So you could have time to go get a hot dog or something, you know. What did she? So she served cupcakes, maybe, or something? Well, what she, cl- she No, serve? she said there was food. She claims there was food. I don't think that there. I think it was literally like crudite i don't know that it was I, even passed i think it could have just been left on a shelf somewhere elf on a shelf style alleged it's a veggie allegedly and a allegedly 
Yeah, no, not allegedly. Nobody ate. Nobody ate. She admitted nobody ate because then she was like, I gave you time to eat. This is the thing with weddings. Don't throw a huge, but I understand like the pressure because you're on a TV show. But like, if you can't afford a 300 person wedding, don't throw it. You got to feed the people who come. You got to feed the people who come. This is why, God forbid, I ever get married. God forbid, 10 people. And the groom can't have anyone. Do it. There's no on, room. Um, there's no money. Do it on the yacht from Caroline Stanbury's Bachelorette. So there's you know there's only so many people that fit I on the hate boat. Boat events. Well, I don't okay, them. fine. That was a it was an easy way that you could cut no. the guest list because no. there's not enough water. According to Caroline, only four out of the six cast members of the show fit on the boat, and that's why they weren't there. So what's up with that guy from Texas? Oh, I don't know. I, I was like, kind of into him. I kind of tuned him out. I was like taking so notes. I was like, ah, I can't get into that. So we went to this premiere party. There was a Q&A after with the cast, which P.S. AGs have exclusive access to because I got permission from Bravo to film the 20 minute Q&A with the cast, which did include a fight. So you can listen to that on the Andy Scrolls Patreon. I put that up the day of the premiere party. Um, but I mean, listen, we went to this phenomenal event. We seemingly had a ball watching the show. What was your experience watching the episode for the very first time at the premiere event versus when you watched it later on live or on demand or whatever else? I think it would be fun to watch any good episode of Housewives in a room full of people who like Housewives. But with this specifically, because it's this series premiere, you're meeting this group of women for the first time. You're experiencing Mm. for the first time who they are as people who, oh, this one is shady this one is funny look at the glamour look at the look at the glitz and then like seeing something like that getting ready montage they do midway through the episode of like the music is going and they're walking through their closets and mm. putting on the lipstick like it, like experiencing something like that in a room full of people who were so excited to be there mm-hmm. like it just kind of like heightened it mm-hmm. and then but I, when I rewatched it, I was, you know, sitting at home alone watching it for work and like doing, you know, social stuff and taking notes. And like, I still really enjoyed it the second time. And it's a hour, 15 minute episode. And sometimes those episodes can drag a little bit. So I, I mean, I definitely think it's a really strong premiere and a really strong episode of Housewives in general. And I'm, I'm, I'm just like excited to see where it goes. How do you feel? I mean, listen, it's Pride Month. Mm. It has been a topic of conversation. Um, of how we feel about even how the cast encapsulates the experience of living in Dubai. Yeah. Because it did seem like there was a pretty hard sell that like Dubai is misunderstood, which could be entirely possible. But also there are things that are just straight law. How do you feel as a member of the LGBTQ community commenting on the Real Housewives of Dubai? Does it feel different to you? Or do you just feel like, you know... I got to be honest. I mean, I do have like, I do. I mean, on some level, I have mixed feelings about mm-hmm. the kind of like celebration of Dubai as this like wonderful place of secret of, progressivism of. Yeah. And like everybody can everybody can go here to discover what the the, you know, the wildest dreams of their life, because I don't mm-hmm. think that's like really true. That's true for like a very specific group of people. Mm-hmm. But that, but I think if I'm being honest, like when I'm sitting down to watch the episode of Real Housewives of Dubai, I don't real. that's not really like 
ruining it for me. I got it. I hear and you. I mean, I'm I'm relieved that I don't feel that way in a way because it is my job to watch it and to talk about it and to post about it and all of that stuff. And I think I totally understand if for some people that is like a, re- a thing they don't want to do or if they mm-hmm. don't want to engage with it or they're not interested. But like, I think I can like separate the people on the show mm-hmm. and like their lives from like the larger you know society that they're in and I would be I would be interested to see them address some of that stuff mm-hmm. maybe as the show goes on or maybe on watch what happens with Andy yeah like I think there there I hope and I think there could be room for that discussion mm-hmm. I hope they I think that would be interesting I'm not sure how it would go but like it's not that I it's not that I want to ignore it and never think about it and like pretend it doesn't exist. But also I feel fine watching the show and kind of just taking it at face value. It was also something that I discussed just in terms of energy with the producers who were there. Cause guys, there are like, it's like the A team of producers mm-hmm. from Atlanta and like top tier franchises who produced um, the show, which I think you can, you can tell, like you can just tell this is like, yeah people highly skilled or were you know responsible for this because I just thought the premiere was so good but there's a sense of joy that I felt not only in the room of all of us reacting pretty honestly and happily but also in just the vibe of the show that is different and seemingly just a maybe a potentially happier experience of watching this group of women with the personality stakes that there are with like Ion hating Stanberry, Stanberry hating Ion, um, Caroline Brooks just being like absolutely fabulous, like Sarah giving off like a little bit of a Caroline Radzi energy, a little bit of a Caroline mm-hmm. Radzi energy that I could see of like a little t- like cool for school in a way that I think is really fun. Um, where... You know, on Beverly Hills, it's like, cool, Erica saying victims are actually trying to victimize her. Jen Shaw is being accused of this huge federal conspiracy. And on Dubai right now, just in terms of the personality plot, it's like, did you say I wasn't important enough to be on this boat? Like, there's a little bit of a relief there that we can get back to kind of classical housewives, but do so in a way totally new city, totally new environment, potentially um, a new opportunity to discover a new culture and set of tradition in a way that feels like a relief to watch, which isn't to take away from any questions that anyone has about the experience of living in Dubai, especially maybe if you're not even an expat, God Mm -hmm. forbid we talk about those experiences. But... um, you know, there's something to be said for watching a show and having fun. That was something I actually enjoyed a lot about the most recent season of Miami. Yeah, that it oh, felt like yes. it felt like there yes. were. It's not that there weren't real things going on within mm, the group, but, but of Larsa's course, there. Of course, some of the personal stuff, like that Alexia was going through, and you know, very serious, losing her mom and all. Like, yeah, there was real. There Frankie. were real stakes going on mm-hmm. within the cast, but also they could have this like dumb bickering dinner yes. or like 
who said who said uh, Mary Saul wanted to be relevant, like all of this stuff, mm-hmm. like that. It's like sometimes I just want to watch women argue without really feeling like there's like deep stakes on either end or feeling dirty watching it. There's yeah. a certain amount of dirt that we um, feel not that it is just as a reaction to the fact that some of these people have been accused of directly harming communities right. or benefiting or profiting off of um, a legal crime, you know, right. as or opposed like, to legal crime or you like know? to like, pull it into something that we're, that we're just seeing this week. Like, Dorit acting like Crystal making mm. that comment about oh, a safe was... space was some direct response to her house home invasion when it's like do you not know that safe space is a thing people say about their like you know emotional and mental well-being of feeling like supported and protected in a place it has nothing to do with like are people going to break into the house right now and I'm going to be held at gunpoint and it felt like watching that it it's hard to really like feel like good about that situation because it's like if you just took your head out of your ass and we're like Mm. understanding what she means for 10 seconds you could clear it up whereas like on Dubai it's like no 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 keep going (laughs) well I mean like the idea of being challenged on your um that was an apology to Dorit just then it's an apology to Sarah's foot which I kicked under the cloth um he was trying to get me to say something guys that's how we work when we're recording in person there's the idea of challenging on Dubai which is like I'm challenging your memory of Mm. you shit talking me but saying it was from Caroline versus challenging currently on Beverly Hills which is I'm challenging your right to have a feeling and with Dorit's with that confessional, I was like, Dorit, my God, what happened to empathy here? But I don't necessarily begrudge her for it because I think she's in. I don't want to take away Dorit needing to be held accountable for gaslighting Crystal. But I also think she's in such a spot right now that she truly might not be able to see the forest through the trees. Is that how it works? Greenery, whatever, the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like plastic straw culture. What do you want from me? Like, I don't I don't know. I, I don't want to not hold her accountable because I did grimace when that happened. But I also think like it's different than if Kyle said it, which she definitely did with Dorit. I'm like, I just think she's so in her head of like, I experienced this thing and it's the only thing right now that anyone can experience because it's the it is a terrible yeah. thing that happened, but we can't. The idea of like it's the worst thing. People are allowed to feel pain in different ways. And when you take that away from them because you feel like yours, understandably so, was life threatening. Well, you don't actually know the level of pain this other person is experiencing and you're not allowing her to feel it. How would you feel if people were like, just move on? Wasn't that the problem with what you guys felt about what? Sutton said yeah what I think, she intended I think the thing that frustrated me more with Dorit in that situation was that it wasn't that she that the comment caught her off guard in the moment it mm-hmm. was like she then was talking about it being distasteful in the confessional and the next morning she brought it up again and it's mm. like if something if if you if somebody says something and you have like a gut reaction to mm-hmm. it like I think that is normal and like you're saying it's like she is in this really tough spot of yeah she's in a trauma. lot of trauma a lot of trauma but then it's like how many months later in your confessional you're being like really crystal you're gonna say that to me right now it's like i mean it, it was wrong. she didn't say that to you right now for any there was no malice there there was no like 
whatever. I think I think it's tough because you just have two people who are going through going through stuff and that mm-hmm. stuff is different and that stuff you know, you could talk until you're blue in the face about whether that stuff is comparable or deserves to be, you know, brought up in the same conversation, but it's like they're just not really like seeing each other. Well, I also felt like Beverly Hills this week. I mean, first off, it's unbelievable that Erica's comments weren't <laughs> headline news, which I think we should maybe honestly make headline news and cover first because um, and, and then we'll get into everything else because the everything else was like overwhelming. So here are just some things that I typed out that she said didn't. Oh, of course, it doesn't make any sense. Um, did it? Oh, something that people that maybe someone didn't do never happened we're not even sure that there were people that weren't paid which p.s the way i hear that is she's saying entirely we're not even sure that there were people that weren't paid in my head the way i receive that tell me if i'm wrong is she's saying we're not even sure that anyone was a victim but then she later on says that like the the real victims which you get into like a legitimate victim thing which is strange and also I can't admit to something that I don't know happened that was to me the worst thing that she said no I think I think you're right that she in that moment where she's saying people that weren't paid she's saying like there is no there is no one person that has been definitively proven to be a victim of Tom which to me it's just like that's an asinine thing to say whether or not it's an evil thing can i can we just can we just it's a friday it's an <laughs> evil thing to say she's an she's a bad i can't we can't do this i did this with richie sky and it was like i, I became totally undone we i can't go back but like I can't not go, even, my body is not prepared to talk about erica again not even getting into like the the good, no 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 she's bad i yes, i, I yes, everybody's yes. great but she but she leans yes. on the side of that i agree but it, like on a level separate from that it's just like I just got so hot. It's just like, do you have a point to prove? Because what you're saying, it didn't happen. What you're saying right now, that's my point. It didn't happen. Like, what she's saying in this scene and in the past few episodes when she's made comments about like everything against me has been disproven and debunked and I'm in the clear and blah 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 blah. Like Tom is. She keeps. She keeps getting hot again. She keeps doing I this thing. She keeps doing this thing of like. If she says it enough, it's going to be true. And I just like, I don't know, going into this season, it's strange to me that she, that this is like the strategy that she's come up with. That it's like, she went through all of last season, which I'm sure was very unpleasant for her, who, you know, as it probably should have been. Amen. But like... She went through all of last season. She saw people react to it. She did the reunion. She had time off in between. All of this, whatever. Like, you would think that she would be coming back this season with, like, some kind of game plan to move forward or to address to, you know, this is kind of my boilerplate of what I'm going to say about this and then we can move on. But it's like, she's doing such a bad job of it. She has a game plan. This is her game plan. This is what it looks like. Oh, I just almost said something terrible. I'm, I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to say it. This is what it looks like to be a little bit of a criminal. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're, if this woman is pretending or has ever pretended that she didn't directly benefit from crime, she is shitting on that idea right now. She could not be more heavily trying to benefit yeah. from the denial of her husband's crime. There's a way to go about this where you can 
you know, start your own chapter, do your own thing, have a genuine press strategy. And then there's what she's doing, which is saying, oh, you know what? There's a legal strategy, which is like, I I can call people cunts and say I'm going to destroy you. That's fine. But I unfortunately can't say that I feel bad for these people um, because that's that would be bad for my legal strategy, which sidebar. I see some element of truth in when it comes to not wanting to be held uh, account. You know, it's like a thing of if someone gets into an accident and whatever, you're not supposed to say I'm sorry because legally corporate wise, Mm -hmm. you can like whatever be held accountable. I could see like a 3% of that, but she's taking 107 and she's fucking running with it. And then she's like, and by the way, the reason I'm not doing that, I can't as much as I... Dylan, listen, as much as I would love to apologize to the victims, and I would, I would, I can't do it because I'm being advised against it. And I also can't do it because there are no victims. Right. Like, I would apologize to you if you weren't a fucking liar. Like, that's... I would. I would apologize to you if you weren't trying to take money that is, you know, technically, is it both mine and yours? Sure. You know, I'm I'm doing... The best I can with legitimate victims. I mean, is she not? I I. There's so much I could say. There's so much I'm saying in my head right now that I'm not saying out loud to protect. Yeah, and then myself. And then I love the um the like the universe's irony of on the same day that this episode aired, the California Supreme Court officially disbarring Tom Girardi (laughs) and fining him for money that was not paid to victims which of course i'm sure he doesn't have that money that money has you know is in the ether now but like it's in crypto if if the california supreme court thinks there were victims who is eric who is mikey minden to argue you know like well as lisa rinna said you know, people can sue about anything. So I am not sure that all of these people burn victim. Are we sure there was a fire? Are we sure that there was a plane? Am I sure that the Supreme Court is real? Is that not an offshoot of Peacock? Like, how do I not know that that is someone on Twitter creating themselves a hashtag that says this is the Supreme Court? And, you know, court is in session is that is the the follow up tweet. Like, I, I don't know that. I know that it is possible for a human person to lie. We have the capacity for it. So let's just take that a step further and then say everyone is lying except for me, who has a vested interest in this point, apparently, in not telling the truth. I am the only one who can be believed because for the last several years, I went on a reality TV show and said I had an exorbitant amount of funds that was never going out of style and that my husband was a fucking angel. So you must now take my word for it because the last couple years I told you I was happily married until I filed for divorce for reasons we still don't understand. And that, you know, with all this other shit, you just got to, you know me, you guys know me because of this part I've been playing on TV for the last however seven years or however long it feels like it's been an eternity. You know me, so take my word for it. When I tell you that people who have died and been grievously harmed and then also victimized by my husband are not doing this for good reason. They're doing it because they want to be talked about on the show. 
Greedy little wannabe victims. Greedy little wannabe victims. And you know what's so important that I think we should all keep in mind is that Erica and Sun are equally bad friends to each other mm. because Erica threatened Sutton in a variety of ways of ruining her, says she's a piece of shit, a bitch, maybe a cunt. I forget favorite word. Well, it also, it wasn't a threat. It was a promise. It wasn't a threat. It was a <laughs> promise. And by the way, when I, someone who's been married to like one of the biggest crooks in legal, recent legal history, in American legal history, when I say that I'm going to destroy you, how dare you take my word for it? Based on what? I am an angel. But anyway, I am, you're just a bad a friend to me because when you found out that my husband defrauded, you know, over, I guess, $100 million, you asked questions. So whereas I benefited from the crime, refused to hold victims to a standard of like needing to be compensated or or paid back some modicum of panther rings that, you know, I wear that's because, you know, someone's dad died in a plane. I it is the same level of bad friendship. So I really appreciate from Erica that she is really setting that standard and that everybody in that cast is letting her get away with it, except for Garcelle. Everybody else is letting her get away with it. The standard of Sutton is as bad a friend to me as I am to her because she heard that Tom is the fucking devil and said, what? Mm -hmm. And And that's it. And the idea that now now they're like freshly going tit for tat because Sutton said she wasn't going to apologize to Erica. So then Erica's like, okay, great. I won't apologize to you either. And then... Erica's not going to go to Sutton's event that she invited everyone to on a group text. And Erica thinks this is like some big F you to Sutton that she's not going to be at her couture party. And it's like Sutton inviting the whole cast to a whole cast event doesn't mean that she like is going to be sad. You're not there. And the fact that Erica thinks it's like some power move to be like, "Mm -mm, I'm not, I'm not engaging with Sutton. It's like, okay. So, like Sutton, nobody wants you there you make the scenes more difficult and like i think your energy like your soul is bad i i like the way sutton has approached that this season i i'm glad she didn't come into this season with some kind of like i want to work on my friendship with yeah, erica because i, I could have gone that way i could have seen it going that way where she's like you know, last year was so toxic and I just want to move past that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, Erica, I think we could be really good friends if we just, you know, put this in the past. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of glad that Sutton has not gone that way because I think it makes me like that respect that I kind of built for Sutton last season when she was really the only one sticking it to Erica Uh a little bit. Uh Like that has persisted into this season, uh-huh. whereas like I, where I feel like Sutton is kind of strong in her convictions about that. And uh-huh. she's like, I still think this girl's a crook. Like, why would I why would I like humble myself to be friends with her again when I never really wanted to be friends with her before? And so I'm like, I'm just I'm glad like all of Sutton's flaws or whatever. I'm glad to see that she has not sort of like bowed down to the pressure of the group to like give Erica a free pass. Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I 
really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat. There was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Obvs. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic non-stick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make 
Eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads. Love where you live. Um, and speaking of free passes, Sutton did offer and extend Erica one last season. She essentially said, like, let's move on. I feel bad for what you're going through, whatever. Mm. And then Erica said, I think on the reunion, essentially, I was lying to you. You were I, th- I, that wasn't real. I was lying yes. when I said I want to move on. So how on earth could you possibly move on when you already gave that person grace and they shit on it? That's true. I, for- I forgot about that, that they they had that moment where Sutton was like, yeah. I don't want every time we see each other to be like totally. this. She Let's tried. just whatever. And Erica's like, you know what? And then at the reunion, it was like that had never happened. And she's like, no, fuck you. And like, I... Not only had it not happened, Erica said, I was lying to you in the moment. I never wanted that. You were, you, I was, you were right. too dumb to realize. Um, it, Do you know the moment? There's like a, a like gif meme moment that I'm thinking of that's Ooh. from, it's Ayanla. And she's like talking to someone who's like My crying. Queen. And she's like, she's like, does that sound like something you want? And the girl's crying. And she's like, yes. And she goes, well, let me tell you something. It'll never happen. <gasps> or you're never going to get it. <laughs> And it's like Erica thinks she has like that kind of energy with Sutton. She's not wrong. Whereas like Sutton after that moment at the reunion Doesn't is like, want it anymore. okay, I'll do my own thing. I'm I'm good with Crystal. I'm good with Garcelle. What does Erica have on Lisa Rinna or is Lisa Rinna that insecure about her role on the show that she has no in or maybe she's just that kind of person has no interest in being an honest friend to someone where she not only remains silent and gives eyes like everybody else in that room but she agrees with Erica that some of these lawsuits are surely not real she went out of her way to agree rinna is such a strange specimen to me i feel like use of the word i feel like i have never understood what's going on with her less than i do right now such a good point and it's a mix of what's happening on the show which i think is weird in its own way and then all of this noise that's happening on social media right now with this guy who was supposed to be Kathy Hilton's assistant. And we then might need to Patreon. Now he says he was like a paid assassin, essentially, of Lisa Rinna's character. And there's all of this stuff going on. And I just feel like there is like, Lisa Rinna is creating so much noise right now. Mm-hmm. And it all just stinks. Like, it all just is like, okay, I don't, whatever mess is happening on social media it doesn't feel fun. It doesn't feel like messy in a way that I'm excited to engage with. It's weird. It's weird. She constantly is posting shady or suggestive things or whatever and then deleting them. It just feels like desperate a little bit. And then. But not fun desperate. No, I love fun desperate. No, I mean, that's the thing is like it, none of it feels fun. Like there is no. It's it's odd because you would expect a housewife who has been on the show and is like a shitster and like all this stuff. If they were being like messy on social media, usually that's the kind of thing that makes me like excited and like more into them. Like I love when housewives are like bickering on Twitter or something like that. But it's just like with Rina, it feels so like tired and like 
she's just like flailing kind of. And then when you look at what's happening on the show, I mean, in the preview for the season, I was kind of excited by the idea of her being this like weird third party in the Kyle Kathy relationship. Like that whole thing mm. looks, I don't know, interesting at least. Whether or not I like Lisa in that dynamic it remains to be seen. But like the way she's handling the Sutton Erica thing, like you said, it's just like, it feels just like dirty. And it's like, it does feel dirty. And it's like, why are you so dead set, like you were saying, on keeping up with this woman who, like, it seems like at this point, you would think Erica would be, like, the most expendable person in the cast. Because it's like, she is, like, she doesn't have the connections that she used to. Like, she's not married to some hotshot lawyer anymore. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have the money that she used to. She is toxic to a lot of the fans that watch the show she i mean she still has her supporters or whatever but like she certainly is not the fan favorite that she perhaps once was Mm -hmm. and it's just like bizarre to watch lisa rinna go out of her way to hitch her wagon to erica this season when it's like you could have just like had one good conversation with sutton and then there would have been so many more doors open up you could have patch things up with Garcelle you could be in a better place with basically everyone in the group and it's like why doesn't Lisa Rinna want that it's it is it's strange like it's strange to to think of being on this show and being like okay depending on how I go into this season I could pretty much be friends with anyone and the person that I'm going to put the most work into maintaining my friendship with is Erica it's like why why doesn't Lisa Rinna want that that's such an excellent question like why because okay whether or not Lisa Rinna really likes Sutton, I think is sort of beside the point because I don't think Lisa Rinna is making her housewives decisions based on who she actually likes. Like I don't Amen. think I don't think she's being authentic about any of this. So it's like even if she thinks Sutton kind of sucks and is like obnoxious and she feels like she, you know, came on the show and then whatever. Like can can she really not see that people by and large are like sick of her at this point and Sutton has really had a come up in the last year of a lot of a lot of people love Sutton a lot of people are I would say Sutton and Garcelle are like the most popular duo on the show at this point and it's like why wouldn't you want to sort of inch your way toward that side of the group even even if you even if you weren't ready to say, fuck you, Erica, I think you were lying all last season. Why wouldn't you at least position yourself somewhere more in the middle or somewhere where you were kind of like, oh, I, I, I you know, it's tough. I, I want to move past this. Like, she's not trying to move past it. She's trying to like, I don't know, just be like the worst possible friend. Like, it's it's very strange to me. She's erroning. She is season three when she when Jill Zarin called up Andy Cohen and said, listen, I have great news. Guess who I hate? And Andy said, who? And she said, Bethany. And Andy said, this is a terrible idea. And Jill was told by at least Andrew Cohen and I'm sure producers like day to day producers on the show that that was a very bad idea. But Jill knew best and she felt like this person has done me wrong or rather this is the direction of the show I'm going to be the victim here and she made a really bad gamble and I don't know that that's entirely it's similar to this but there is an energy there of like 
I'm not seeing the tea leaves, the whatever tea leaves I used to have in my little mint tea have changed. Like I'm still thinking that the way I was thought of, which in many ways was in relation to this other cast member, it wasn't necessarily solo. I'm always thinking that it's going to remain that way or because I'm on this show, I know best. And I think Lisa Rinna has a little bit of that. I'm on this show, so I know best. And I think she also understands that they do think she's like a valuable commodity in many ways because she is willing to go lower than a lot of other people would. It just so happens that this kind of low, which I don't know how much of it is a strategy versus her just being a giant puss. Like it just isn't, I don't know. It's like at a certain point, so many people in the audience are saying, we want someone to push back here. And for you to choose to dig in your heels, how much of that is ego versus how much of that is strategy? I really don't know. Going low is an interesting idea because I think there's it's like there's a difference between going low in a way of being like shady and like bringing something up that somebody's going to be annoyed that you brought up like being what she always did being like the bone collector collector and or being like the potster is so different than being going low in the way of just being like the victims aren't real a terrible friend. And uh, just somebody who, like, is, like, making, you know, just, like, bad faith arguments all the time. And just, like, it it feels like Rinna has sort of lost the thread of, like, she still thinks she's, like, the fun, messy one. And it's, like, watching the show, I haven't gotten that from her in a a few seasons, at least. Like, going back to the last season that Denise was on. Like, that was... Oh, that was painful. Right. And it was like that season, I feel like, had potential to be this, like, crazy, messy, wild ride. And it was in certain ways. And, like, that was Garcelle and Sutton's first season. Like, I don't think that season was, like, a a wash. But it was, like, Rinna specifically came out of that looking so fucking awful with what she did to Denise that it was, like... I think that was the the point where a lot of people that were kind of like a little sick of Rena all of a sudden were like, "Yeah, oh, fuck this. This she's whack. Like that's not like the way she treated Denise. I think kind of like established a precedent that she has leaned into in the last couple of seasons. And it's like, do, do you do you think this is a, a working for you? Because I think I, again, I mean, same, like I was saying with Erica, all of these women still have their diehards. Like they're always going to be getting like mm-hmm. people talking in their ear of like Lisa Rinna, fabulous icon. Like, yes, queen. Like I see that shit sometimes on social media and I'm like, I don't understand it, but that's the way the internet works. But like, I can't imagine that she doesn't, feel that the general perception on her has like chilled a lot in the last few years I genuinely don't know if she cares I think she might think that this is if I'm gonna be the anti-hero or the antagonist or whatever I'm still getting my check and ultimately she needs to be paid right I don't say that as a critique no but I mean I think that's fair that if if Bravo has never you know her feedback sat her down and had a right they're probably like great work if andy has never never expressed anything other than like 
Woo, Rena! Like or LOL, Rena. You're right. being crazy again, huh? Yeah, I saw somebody yeah. make the comparison. They were like, "If Andy's gonna sit Candace down at the reunion and tell her that she's a disaster on Twitter, Lisa Rena better be getting the same <laughs> the same treatment this year." I mean, add that to the list of things that seemingly are very applicable to Potomac that. Oddly enough, aren't applicable to Beverly Hills. Right. Violence, mess on Twitter, <laughs> threats, like all of this stuff. I mean, it's, it's like, it, add it to the list. If I was, if I would, if I was Candace, honestly, I would have thoughts. But yeah, I, I almost like it would be fascinating to see in like an alternate timeline if somebody had sat Rena down after that season eleven. Might it have been with Denise, season 10, season 11? I don't know. 10, because 11 was Erica and Tom. Is this season 12 right now? Yeah. Okay. Which I never know, Good but that's know. only because Peacock tells uh, me <laughs> when I'm trying to figure out which uh, one. If, like, if, if one of the, if, if an executive producer at Evolution had sat her down after season 10 and was like, okay, Lisa, like, we love you. Like, we think you bring so much to the show, but like, it felt like last season was like, got a little heavy, you know, like we, you know, we want, we want to get back to like fun, shady, messy Rinna, but like, you know, maybe keep it a little lighter with the friends. And, you know, we want to see you, you know, like if there had been a conversation of that kind of tone of like, let's adjust for next season. I wonder if she would have been able to sort of like, turn it off a little bit but I I don't even know that she would so that's a really good point because it's like how much of this can you control with like Erica how do I train Erica as a human person to have empathy for someone she just truly might not have it like with Rinna how do you tell Rinna to be less of a twat like she just might not have it she might not have have it or have interest in it she might not be that kind of person in her friends lives who's like x y and z yada yada which is why it was such an lol during the q a which you guys can listen to on the andy's girls patreon when the housewives were all asked who their favorite housewife is which p.s is a question i fucking love to hear answered and caroline stanberry said lisa rinna and you can hear me laugh because that's (laughs) such a joke it's a joke of an answer but of course she says it because I like this person. They're a friend. We don't talk about housewives, which I can completely understand yeah. and appreciate. It's also just so funny at this, the year of our Lord and Savior, Sutton's track, that you say Lisa Rinna. Like, right. read the room. But of yeah. course, I get why you don't. You're not watching these shows. Right. And I, I would also be curious. To, I feel like along with that question, I would also like to know how much housewives each woman has watched. That's a great point. Because it's like... I think a lot of these women, you can tell in the Dubai cast, like I. Caroline Brooks is watching every. Caroline franchise. Brooks and she Lisa, I phenomenal. think, are like the the big the biggest viewers. I would say of Housewives. If oh, I had yeah. to guess, oh yeah, I don't know about Lisa, but definitely Caroline Brooks. Like in general, which they, we love. Yes, and like Caroline Brooks had like five answers ready to go. She's like, "Do I have to pick one? Can it be three? Can it be five? And it's like, yeah, I think like I'm getting Heather Gay energy, but like apologies, I love Heather, but like maybe better. Like I'm just, there's something about Caroline Brooks yeah, that I'm extremely yeah, yeah, yeah. into. I'm but very, it's like she had her. answers ready to go. Yeah. She clearly has opinions on these women yep. as housewives, yep. not as like, oh, she follows me on Instagram and we She's DM'd, one of us. We DM'd She's a couple of us times. A lot more cash. Yeah. Whereas like I think, you know, like four out of the six women said Lisa Vanderpump and it's like they know she's fabulous they know she was on for a long time they like, know she's gonna hear about it they probably don't know like I'm, I'm not thinking like Nina Ali has sat down and watched nine seasons of Beverly Hills and formed a like educated opinion on Lisa's contr- contributions mm-hmm. to housewives like 
I think that's a question where it's like it's fun to hear the answers, but you have to qual you sometimes have to qualify it. Mm-hmm. But then out of left field, it's like I love having Ayan, who's like, well, first of all, me, because like you've never seen me before, <laughs> and then like Jen Shah, honey, and it's like, oh, okay, we're uh, we're veering off course here. <laughs> Chanel Ion <laughs> saying she's never watched Housewives and then giving the most Housewives answers to every single question and choosing Jen, Jennifer Shaw as her fa- Who else did she say? I remember she said somebody else too, I think. she Her answer was like, me. first me, then Jen Shaw, then... Brandy? She literally goes, then Lisa Milan, then whoever. <laughs> like, she named, like, two other women in the Dubai cast. Like, I really don't think she's watched very much Housewives, but it was it was Just hilarious. to choose Jen Shaw. Well, because you know Jen Shaw has probably been, like, up in all of their DMs. Oh, yeah, she's like, let's be best friends. I saw her tweeting about the Dubai premiere also. I would if I was her. It's easy engagement. Um, listen, speaking of engagement, we need to pivot back to something that has lit my brain on fire. Now I'm scared. Which is this whole thing of the Garcelle question to Crystal and the Crystal not quite revealed to the group. And oh. I just want to get your reaction to it. Noting, by the way, guys, everyone's going to have a different opinion, different perspective. I am going to be doing a Satchel Spectacular. I've heard your thoughts and feels at length. Everyone is very passionate about their answers. And this is a podcast where you don't have to agree with ours. You're just here to like listen and hopefully, you know, we get to know each other. But it's okay if you disagree with your response. That's okay. The goal of this is not to convince you that we are right well we are like it's it's just not right so just keep that in mind let's all just like people are getting very obsessed with proving that they're right and it's like that's not necessarily the point of this it's just to have a conversation the thing about this situation and I hate to just be like both sidesy I for get no, no reason. No, I think I am both but sidesy because I, I think it broke my brain. I think the whatever thing, remains of the it. The thing is, from Crystal's point of view, we had just come off that night where she was really in distress about yes. feeling like her emotions weren't valued. Because they weren't. She yeah, was right. Yeah, yes, exactly. But like we're talking about fe- like her right, feelings. Right, her feelings. Yeah, yeah. And then coming back the next day and mm. like she didn't really want to come to the house in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when she did come back, it was like, okay, right now we're going to talk about this again. Mm-hmm. I think to her, I, and also to me watching, it felt like Garcelle's, thing about did you set Sutton up last year when you said that are you that girl Mm -hmm. it did feel like that came out of left field a little bit to me the Garcelle saying that and I think from Crystal's point of view I understand that she felt like she had to defend her right she she felt like if I know the reason that 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 what made me say that Mm -hmm. and it not and it wasn't a setup. Mm-hmm. Why would I not say that right now? Because I'm being like a- accused essentially mm-hmm. of setting up Sutton. So I under, I definitely understand why Crystal said that in the moment and why she felt like she sort of had to throw something out there mm-hmm. in response to what Garcelle said. But then on the other hand, her being unwilling to back up you know, to do whatever, to produce the goods, to to elaborate on that. 
it puts the whole group in a really uncomfortable position. Mm -hmm. And especially Garcelle, because Garcelle has become so close with Sutton. And now you have Crystal who has, you know, sort of thrown, I I said on my podcast yesterday, it's like putting like a mysterious package in the middle of the room and saying like, this package is very mysterious, but like, I'm not going to open it or like show Mm -hmm. you what's inside that. It's like, you can't just pretend it's not there. Like you, for some, for Garcelle in particular, as a woman of color on this show. The only black woman full right, time. And the other woman of color on this show mm-hmm. has just said that this woman that they're both friends with. Right. Said something. And aligned with. Said something. She uses the word problematic. Right. And I 100% get why Garcelle is like, uh, hi, I'd like to know what my friend said that is potentially offensive to me because that could affect the way I feel about that person. Mm-hmm. And so I think... And then for the rest of the women, maybe they don't have as much of like a personal, you know, like not that they, what am I saying? The other women, it's like they should care if Sutton said something racist, like, but maybe they don't feel it affects them as much personally. But like, it still just puts them in an awkward position because it's like, what is, what's happening here? Like, is this, are we going to act, are we going to keep talking about this? Kyle brings it up again at the, at Sutton's party. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just really tough because uh, on the one hand, I think everyone would be better for having this information out there in the open. Mm-hmm. But also I get why Crystal is like, but Sutton and I are good now. So I don't want to, I don't have it. I wasn't going to bring this up. Mm-hmm. I only said this because I was accused of something else. And so I don't really want to open the whole can of worms. And like Sutton says, they're expired worms. But it really, it really is just so, it is, it's complicated, I think. And I get why Crystal feels complicated about it. I get why Garcelle feels complicated about it. Um, Then there's like the whole other weird angle of like Kyle being like, I was there and I don't remember anything that she said. And it's like, okay, so like, are, are we saying Crystal is like, are we implying that Crystal is lying about this or are you, did Kyle misrepresenting? Right. And so I think gets into a very weird, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of like angles at play here. Right. And I think it's all of them are, all of them are, are tough. Right. And I, it is a can of worms and I think it's, I don't know. I I'll be, I'm curious to see like into next week and beyond, like, does this just kind of like dissipate? Like, do they kind of stop? talking about this because I'm it's hard to imagine it like progressing and like not really just being like this weird thing festering in the group I don't know yeah I mean there's the idea of if a woman of color says that something that was was said that was racially insensitive at what point don't you believe her you know what I'm saying like at what point do you just say I believe you but also the women are potentially aside from Kyle who's like on a different whatever path I guess but aside from that the women are saying like we do believe you couldn't it be argued that the women are saying we do believe you and because we believe you we want to know what she said for Garcelle Garcelle is saying I have a relationship with this person I might want to change the kind of relationship that is pending what she said and I think I deserve the right to know that but I also understand Crystal's perspective which in in some ways is like why is Crystal being asked to share what Sutton said? No one is asking Sutton to share it. Mm-hmm. People are asking Sutton, are you comfortable potentially with it being shared? 
Crystal is in some ways saying, we have an agreement. We're going to move on from this. Right. And the reason that I felt forced to even mention it is because it was being expressed to me that I was strategic in my responses. So it's like many things can be true here. But also, is anyone asking Sutton what she said? Yeah. Sutton can say, say say back, I don't remember, regardless of whether or not right, that's right, true. Right. But I don't know that anyone is asking her. People are asking Sutton, are you comfortable with Crystal revealing this? But nobody's asking her. What did you say? Which is weird, right? Is that not weird? Isn't that weird? Yeah, I mean, right. You're sort of you're sort of like relieving Sutton of the responsibility, responsibility, and like you know, you're you're really like putting it, putting the weight of this situation on Crystal, on Crystal, which like. Yes, Crystal is the one who brought it into the current conversation, but if Sutton said something problematic, that's still on her. Like the fact that the fact that Crystal is the reason we're talking about it right now doesn't make it doesn't make it less potentially bad that Sutton said something, you know, like uh, it's, it's hard to have this conversation also not knowing what it is. Well, that's the thing. Ultimately it's like, and then there's the question of judging the use of the word quote unquote dark. And it's hard to even know how, the word choices used when you don't know what the specifics are. And also I do feel a little uncomfortable about the fact that Garcelle is asking for the information and it's being denied, but also maybe she should ask Sutton instead. If Kirk, if Crystal is saying, I'm not going to tell you, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you can't get that information because nobody is asking Sutton. And it does seem that Sutton doesn't want to talk about this. So when Crystal's like, we've moved on from it, she's not misrepresenting whatever discussion the two of them had, meaning right. Crystal and Sutton, but also... I don't know if we know that there was other stuff said and these people want to know, like, I understand why people are asking because now a lot of people in that cast are thinking that it could have been, you know, really intense yeah. because we're being told it was right and like and to, i have no reason to disbelieve her um not to bring up leanne lockin for the second time in this episode oh my god but like going big day for leanne going back to what ended up being her demise yeah use your hands both hands real we're t- when she's talking about the the mexicans in the car yeah, yeah no i know it's like i was being sassy about th- so that was so that was the kind of thing where like she like didn't know that she was on mic or being filmed or so like she didn't think it was going to be used. Nobody right. thought it was going to be yes, used, yes, including yes, yes, Stephanie. Yes. Right, and so that was that's one of those examples where it's like nobody in the cast had made had taken issue with it, or if they had, it was in a private way, or they didn't think that she really needed. Like there wasn't any real like accountability happening or whatever. And then they didn't it was think that like, the show was going to hold her accountable. Right, by, and then it was like. It only because the editors made this decision to to put it in did it become this whole thing and Leanne was you know not asked back to the show because of it and it's you know it's a whole cascade effect and like at the end of the day I would rather know about that than not because it's like Leanne is somebody that you people she was like the star of the show people it was like Leanne's iconic Leanne is a like such a great housewife and all this stuff and it's like 
as much as it's as much as it sucks sometimes to find out that people you're excited about are like saying things that aren't saying terrible really things not okay at the yeah. end of the day it's like well I don't know I mean I mean you'd rather know than not yeah it's like not that different than what happened with Kelly Dodd that it's like Kelly was like the best thing about Orange County for a few seasons there but it's like at what cost once I know the price I don't want to pay it anymore and like I again not knowing what Sutton potentially may have said I it's hard to know if it's comparable to those situations but like based on what based on the way crystal alluded to it it sounds like it could be and like i still think i would rather know and crystal <clears throat> made the decision to in her friendship with sutton move on and she has every right to make that determination it is tough for me to see garcelle asking for information and right. not being given to me I, I know this might be an incorrect use of the word and and i apologize but like i i feel like Garcelle is not being respected because she's asking for information. She is a woman of color. We're talking about something that quite obviously has something to do with. Yeah. A, I, I don't even know how to encapsulate it in the words of um, uh, Crystal problematic conversation. That was a part of a conversation about race and not seeing race. You are going to think when you hear that someone said something that was quote unquote in the words of Crystal Dark and quote unquote problematic that it, that has something to do with this. I was so undone watching this episode because I thought that the reveal was related to talking about the break in and Dorit. I had no idea that this had anything to do with Tahoe. So when they started going down that route, I was uh -huh. like so confused because I just didn't see this happening. Yeah. Which isn't to say that it didn't happen, but just to say that I was completely off of what I thought was about to go down. And now it's like, I don't know how you get around this. I don't know how you get around Andy pushing this on the reunion and on watch what happens live. And I don't begrudge him for it. I think people want to know. And it's like, Ultimately, do we have the right to demand this? Um, I don't know, especially if we yeah. are not people of color. But I do know that Garcelle is and she's asking for it, for that information. And she's not being heard. And I, 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 it's so complicated. And I don't think that there's a right answer. But I do just like keep thinking about Garcelle asking and being denied and that's tough i just think that's a little bit tough but i don't have yeah. the answer here and i'm not pretending that my perspective is right because i couldn't actually even tell you what it is i have heard crystal I really don't know though i have heard crystal say that in like interviews and stuff that during the season like she had a lot of friction with sutton and garcelle but that they, oh yeah but that now Right, because people are kind of like, oh, well, you and Garcelle and Sutton are so close. Like, who did you get along with the least this season? And she was like, well, actually, like, the two of them were oh, like, wow. we were kind of rough for a minute, but confused? they've, like, okay, sort yeah, of but they've definitely picked, healed. picked it up. And, like, yeah. I mean, Garcelle and Sutton seem to be great. They were just hanging out with Denise, which I love to see. Oh, God, love to see I would, uh, to be a fly on the wall. Oh, um, oh my God. All right. But, like, Glass of Casamigos. But, like, I mean, that's the kind of thing where, like, I, I'm, I'm, it's nice to know, I guess, that they have made it through made it through this situation. Yeah, no, that but is I still, good. That's I still healing. feel a little bit like uneasy about how this is going to unfold on the show. 
and also then it's it's funny not funny but like whatever to think about so we're now we're having this conversation about something Sutton may have said knowing down the road in this season I don't oh know if God. I don't know if it's going to play out on the season oh or if God. we're just going to talk about it in um, vague Instagram stories for the rest of time <laughs> but like but like Kathy Hilton allegedly oh. might have called somebody a faggot and it's like I, I Okay, so like, where does that like like is is what Sutton said like better or worse than Kathy Hilton calling somebody a faggot? Like, and also Happy Pride. Yeah, Kathy Hilton posting this like brightly lit, like Lisa Frank looking, Lisa Frank looking Happy Pride, and it's like, I honestly looked at that and was like, wait, is this a joke? Like, does she not understand what we're hearing happen? It feels so weird, but also, and what does that say? about what people are saying about you, that posting a happy pride post gives people side eye. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. Right. It's like Teresa doing a happy pride post. That's a picture of her and Andy. I side eye because I'm like, LOL. But Kathy, but Kathy, Kathy doing a pride post. That's like a Lisa Frank picture of just her saying happy pride that I'm like, bitch, please. Like, (laughs) How about you celebrate Pride by telling us exactly what happened? Because we still haven't heard it, and you can't tell me that's because you're under contract. Or at the very least, like a donation or something. Like, donate to Glad. I don't know. I don't know. I guess she did donate for $27,000 and some change. <laughs> she, donated, an she donated to one very thirsty gay man $27,000 and change. And um, $10.99. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that whole thing, it's... it's I guess it's it's weird because Kathy is not in the first part of this season. The year because she was year. negotiating her contract. I, exactly. And what a so great it's job like, she did. So it's easy to forget that like that's going to be a whole thing down the road. Maybe. Maybe potentially whatever. I mean, she is going to be on the show this season. She was yeah uh, announced as a friend of unless yeah. they, unless they get really uh, uh Kyle's friend. <laughs> let us not forget. Unless they uh, unless they decide to get really uh, gratuitous with the editing, Kathy will appear on the show this season. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's like oh god it's like we're i'm we're like struggling to talk about this thing that Sutton might have said a year ago when in a couple months it could be like Kathy Hilton faggot gate like i'm like i don't know if i'm ready for that <laughs> i actually it's so exhausting to think about i feel so stressed about the fact that that maybe happened i feel so stressed about the fact that that maybe I feel but then and then Sutton is saying it didn't involve her assistant which doesn't mean that it didn't happen it just didn't involve her assistant right I think people I'm so stressed out about it I'm honestly very stressed out about it like the idea that someone would think that that was appropriate it's so inappropriate I just can't imagine I can't imagine I don't know. Like, you know what? I, I just can't imagine it. I you just can't imagine my, it. I'm a little stressed out about it. You know what scenario I'm imagining? Tell me. They're in Aspen. Okay. I'm into it. Erica Jane is uh, being like. I'm losing interest. Questioned. Oh, gaining interest again. You know, like, you know, she's kind of being like not having a rough trip. And she. Love that. And she's like. Oh, this is a fantasy scenario, by the way. Please. <laughs> nobody sue me. Everyone sue him. <clears throat> I'm imagining she sends. Law tube. She sends Mikey oh, into into Kathy Hilton's like Lair. room or something. I don't know. Okay. Like when she like doesn't want to be seen. Cabin in the woods. She's like, you you go in there. You go in there and you do whatever it takes to get that woman to call you a faggot. 
so all these bitches will leave me alone because they'll have something else to talk about. I think that's that's why we're keeping Mikey around, just so, like an in case of emergency. In case of emergency, in case of emergency, get someone to call you. I can't get over. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weird. What happened, by the way, to Beverly Hills? This used to be the show that was about, in the words of Dame Brian Moylan, rich women doing things. And it's like, yeah, technically most of them are still rich in some way. They are doing things, but like we don't even have an understanding of what those things are that they're doing because we're not being told. And it also feels like the stakes are veering like, okay, you can never argue again that like the women on Beverly Hills don't have stakes, but like I don't like these kinds of stakes. Like I don't, I don't want to hear someone saying homophobic language. Like, I don't, I don't, to me, it's, that's, I just, that's not, no, what happened to like, you're a bad friend. Like, let's get back to that place and not like victims of plane right. crashes are being grievously harmed. Right. Like, what honestly, the fuck? What the fuck? Right. Like, I want to hear more about why Diana Jenkins has never stepped foot in a store. Like, that's. <laughs> That's unrelatable in a fun way. She has dust allergies. I could listen. The fact that she's like, yeah, Giorgio Armani designed my place in London. And before that, it was Fendi. We need to focus on how much money that cost. I can't get enough of Diana Jenkins. I think Diana Jenkins is... Correct me if I'm wrong, and I know that you guys are all going to disagree with me, but I th- I feel some Margaret Joseph's Dorinda Medley mid-franchise oh. prestige excellence casting here because this woman is like un- unlike anyone else, unlike anyone else I've ever seen on any franchise. I can't get over it. That's an exciting thought, and I don't... Doesn't I mean, I'm always going to agree with her, but she, I don't right, need right, to. Right, 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 right. I no, don't no, no. need I to think, to respect I think the, I, the idea the idea of her being an iconic housewife who sticks around is exciting and I I'm into the idea of it but like I don't know yet like I don't know that she's gonna stick around I think she can be excellent casting and we'll get tired of this when the audience turns when she does something right and the Sutton stuff and people start saying go fuck yourself yeah I'm more to happen she might have less fun I've seen I feel like some people so Diana at this point has been on the show for three episodes because she was not in the first the season premiere. Okay. I've seen some people, I think, jumping to okay. criticism of her a little too quickly. In what way? Just in the way that people are like, Diana's a flop. She's boring. Like, she's not giving us anything. Oh, my God. I can't and I think, imagine thinking I mean, that. I think people, that's just like how people watch Housewives that are on Twitter, unfortunately. Well, and Lisa Rinna has trained them to want a circus clown. Well, I mean, let me tell you. I was seeing people being like, I turned off Dubai after 10 minutes. Yawn. And it's like, what do you want? Like what are what what are what do you think this is gonna be? What what are like no. make me a list of things that this show is missing to you? Like it's that kind of thing where no. it's like sometimes just like sit there and eat your fucking food. Yeah, digest it. But okay, like, you're not giving your you're swallowing. And I whole. think I think Diana Chew a little. Honestly, I think any newbie on Housewives at this point is gonna like face a certain amount of that. That yeah, after that's just how we do. after like that's one or two do. episodes, people are gonna be like, she seems thirsty, and it's like. She just got cast on a reality show. Like, if she wasn't a little bit thirsty, like, she get the cast. fuck out. Right. Yeah. So it's. I think with her, it's like I'm still waiting on in terms of like what her like contribution is going to be like substance wise mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. show as a whole. But like, I think she has all the trappings of 
somebody I want to see on my TV. Like she has the the younger man, she mm-hmm. has the, the the money, the luxurious lifestyle. Certainly, um, the, you know, a, a little like language barrier, cultural mm-hmm. mishap, un- misunderstanding mm-hmm. is always a fun thing to throw in the mix. Like I think there are a lot of a lot of pieces there that could end up being really good. And I just I I mean, right now it's like we made it an hour into this conversation before. I mentioned her and I think it's just, you know, that's, that's kind of how it is that yeah. it's like, she hasn't really had time to like make much of a mark. And there is a lot going on in this group. So I'll be, I'm intrigued to see like throughout the rest of this season, like if she starts moving up in terms of like, when, when we talk about the episode, mm. is she going to be in the first part of the conversation or is it always going to be like, Oh yeah. And then Diana was there. Like she had this one moment. Like I, I hope that she can kind of like climb up the the ladder a little bit. And the thing is, she's both very aloof and very grounded because you don't survive the childhood that she had, the experience oh, that she yeah. had and not, I don't know. There, there's a way that she communicates that to me is just so affected, uh, not affected, effective rather, and grounded in truth for someone who you could argue pays people a lot of money to not have to deal with the truth. And yet she's still very connected to it because she survived a a childhood and experience um, that I would have no understanding of, you know, because I was just not in that, um, raised in that environment the one that she's describing of of, right those set of circumstances yeah yeah. that's exactly that set of circumstances and the anger that she talks about carrying and the fact that she really had to work hard to not have like a trigger level anger because of just the very nature of the environment in which she was born I think that hearing that story and then hearing that story from a woman who's like yeah and Fendi did my old house and now I'm at one money I mean it's just incredible it's it's honestly very incredible and it's also incredibly interesting yeah and I think all of the like I'm rich this is how we do it like all of the stuff that she's sort of presenting to us yeah. would be a lot less palatable if that was just like this is who I am. Right. But knowing that that comes with this whole backstory mm-hmm. of I was I was born poor. I was a refugee when she was like in her teens. Mm-hmm. You know, like having that whole knowing that it's not like, oh, well, I had rich parents. So right. I expect a life of luxury. It's like there's been this whole journey with her. And so I think when she talks about like, you know, like. I don't go to stores because they all send clothes to my house and all the designers know my measurements. Like it's like, yeah, it's in on one level. It's like, Oh, this bitch is like rich as hell. And like, she's like extra. And you know, that, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the like fun things that we like to see glamor. Mm-hmm. And like, that's I think why a lot of people are excited about Dubai. Cause it's like, Oh, they're so rich. And like Miami has that too. But like, then there's also this like whole other set of things that you like keep in the back of your mind and it's like okay it's not she's not just like it's not just like erica being like i'm the rich one for four years on this show Well, it shows you the difference right because we often there's like the cost of wealth of like what what did you do to Mm -hmm. get to this point 
And then there's also like the cost of Erica's specific wealth of like what did other people do without their permission to get you to this point, regardless of whether or not you knew of what other people were paying for you right. to flaunt your wealth. And now we have the sort of experience in reverse of like this woman was born into an environment in which she had to fight to survive and look at where she is now and there's i think i'm sure an appreciation mm-hmm. of it um that even with the extreme wealth that she has and it does appear very extreme that she still remembers where she came from and is still potentially harboring um some scars from that it, it just in how she was talking about her anger i just thought that was yeah incredibly interesting and i don't mean that in a way that's dismissive or or no 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 diminishing i just think that to hear someone talk about that because you don't often think about the emotional scars of survival in that way and of being a child who maybe didn't know what was going to end up happening to them or understood and became aware of what they didn't have that other people did just by nature of luck I mean, I just think that that is an experience that we don't necessarily hear a lot of. Yeah. Plus the identity of being a refugee. And I just think it's incredibly, I can't stop saying it. I just think it's it's an incredibly interesting story and one that I really appreciate. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, after these few episodes that she's been in, like, I'm not ready to like evaluate her performance as a housewife, but no, I, cer- I'm, I, I, I certainly feel very appreciative right, that she's there. Right. And That's I certainly, I I'm certainly like on board with the idea of her as like totally. somebody who has enough to get cast on a show. You know, like I think some people are like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's gotten hard like on social media and stuff the last like few years. It's like people just are like so Tough. like black and white about stuff and like, so I think like almost it's just like kind of contrarian that it's like mm-hmm. whatever they're being presented with, it's not good for for whatever reason they've made up in their mind. It's like the show's not intense enough or not fun enough or it's too intense, you know, like or there's not enough drama or the drama is is too intense and it's too much. Or like this woman is like, I, I think about this with Melissa Gorga, honestly, that it's like oh. that it's like. For some people, for like the the tree huggers, that it's like there's just whispering. There's no possible way for Melissa to To win win on the show. That it's like that it's like oh her storyline this season was too fake, but this season it's like why is she talking about her kids? And then this season it's like Mm. also like people. It's always funny to me on these shows where it's in a cast of like six or seven full time women. Mm -hmm. The the dig that people make that someone is thirsty or desperate for camera time is so funny to me because it's like isn't that the job you're a f- you're a full-time cast member on the show the the cameras are there like they're they're filming they're gonna you. follow you they're, fil- they're gonna follow you sometime right like i'm not saying nobody has ever been like desperate or thirsty on housewives show because like the list is long mm-hmm. but like the specific idea that it's like oh you're trying to get camera time it's like you 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 were cast on the show already. Like you're getting camera time. Like that is such a, it's always been a funny, a funny like way of trying to shade somebody because it's like, yeah, Melissa wants camera time. She signed the contract to do the season. Like she wants to keep her job. Right. But it's like Teresa wants camera time too. Everybody there is getting camera time. That's the whole point. It's a TV show. 
Yeah, I mean, it is. That is, it's like the discourse online sometimes is just so exhausting. And again, it does become a little bit of a who wins here. If if you say something that I don't agree with, mm-hmm. and if I don't think that you're thinking about it as purely as I am, we're going to battle. And at that point, it's everybody loses. It's 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 a good thing. And you don't always have to communicate it. If you don't agree with someone, just learn. I think there's an active listening Mm -hmm. that people have forgotten how to do because often you add on the level of I must communicate to you if I disagree. And sometimes it's okay to just listen. It's also good to counter and to share your perspective. But also what happened to just having a conversation not everyone is going to believe things the same way you do and sometimes that can be very upsetting I hear it listen I stand for Shan and that is a battle that I fight every day okay you guys I fight that every day starting in my heart I try to protect her she won't let me because she doesn't she doesn't don't get me started on to my don't get me started on (laughs) Shannon's uh Memorial Day weekend group hang we can't we can't do it <laughs> except to say that everyone is complicated <sighs> and, people, and you can decide whether or not one person's complication is is too much for you or another person's complication is um, inexcusable or whatever else it is you have the right to do that in your life but also we lose out on a lot when we refuse to listen to each other and have conversation and if that is the one thing that I have learned in three or four years of like extremely intensive therapy it is that and it is a battle sometimes that I fight frequently with myself but that and that's a part of it it's just a part of it we all get to choose what's important to us and for me it's like having conversations in which I change normalize changing my mind based on new information and also saying it's okay we, we just have a different opinion and if you want to write me off for that that's on you at the end of the day and if I do that to you that's on me because it's so limiting, but I get to decide if I want to punish myself in that way. That ultimately is my decision. You know, it's okay. And it's okay. At the end of the day, guys, it's okay. This is the housewife show. And what's important to me is money. And what's important to me is money. And I don't totally understand Fendi. Like, I don't understand extremely highbrow designers. Like, Giorgio Armani to me is like, Giorgio Armani? Wow. Giorgio Armani to me is like slightly boring, but like, but that's okay. I if, think like uh, we'll, I think we'll get like into not, it. I want to see pictures of the I want to see pictures of the London estates. I would say Giorgio Armani is like not trendy, but like very classic. But it's so classic to me that I'm like, could we not have fun and wear Valentino? Like, come on, Valentino Red? Are you kidding? Yeah. Some of the most gorgeous looks of all time. And we are sitting in the cloth where I am surrounded by ball gowns. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a wall of black tie. Armani though still does red the their red carpets. They pay people they, well. Anne Hathaway wore Armani Privé at Cannes, and she looked great. She did that look white great. dress. She looked great. That was Armani. Our, um, she's living her best life right now. She really is. Also, she was phenomenal, which you made me watch because I, you know, I'm obsessed with we your crashed. movie and TV reviews, and yeah. you, I think, had a positive, a pretty positive review of it. I want to say, and that's the only reason I started watching it, and I ended up really enjoying it. I really liked We Crashed. I think a surprise. I was surprised. I'm not a Jared Leto fan, Nobody really is. at all, and Never. I think that was like. Or nobody, I'm sure. That was like a a role that he happened to be really perfect for. He was really good at it. And I just honestly, because I love certain, um, uh, I don't even know what category of crime you would put that in when it comes to like scripted, whatever. But yeah. I, you have fun watching it because it's so fucking wild. And it's 
based yeah. on a true story. So there's that. Um, listen, Dylan Hafer, I could talk to you forever, but um, I apparently at some point must let you go back to running your empire on Instagram <laughs> and podcasting. Can you tell the AGs a little bit about both of your shows? So different in concept and scope. Well, sure, they are. Um, so I host Pop Alarm, which is a five times weekly mm. pop culture entertainment Consistent. news podcast. And the episodes are very short, five minutes a day of just the updates you need to know. Um, so that is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And then I also host Mention It All, which is a Bravo podcast which it seems like you might be into if you're still... How much of it do you mention on Mention It All? Oh, all of it. Wow! Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that is a very fun show where it's me and a rotating series of guests. Sometimes you might hear a Sarah Galley. Oh, or, my favorite show to go on. You know, some some of the guests you might recognize from iconic episodes of Andy's Girls. Um, yes. But, but yeah, we do a few times a week breaking down all the shows. I've also been doing like Top Chef mini mm. like mini solo Need recaps which has been it's been fun for me because i watch the episode and then i just talk to myself oh for, fi- for like Favorite 15 minutes do. Favorite thing to do. a great time always but yeah that's mentioned it all you can listen anywhere and then just throw a follow to at bravo by batches and where can you follow at bravo by batches instagram wow twitter no stop twitter Oh, my God. Love to hear it. And you can follow me at Dylan Haver on Guys, Instagram. I love that. And speaking of following, um, two plus hours of Patreon content up this week. A extra supersized episode with friend of the pod, James LaRosa, who, P.S., I forgot to credit, but wrote both of the um, sodium-related taglines that I used on recent episodes. So you have a supersized episode with James LaRosa, a Satchel Spectacular, which also includes, um, as an AG Patreon exclusive, the 20-minute Q&A with the Dubai cast that um, was held at the premiere screening we talked about at the beginning of this episode. And I promise there was some news coming about break in this week and break it did first to patreon ags because you know i'm always going to look out for you guys then on my social at dame galley and listen we've done a couple live shows dill sweet baby dill has come to them because he is an angel sent from heaven above and i heard from ags who wanted to participate but um we didn't have streaming capacity until now. That's right. Damien Bellino and I will be hosting a live show live from the Clawfest on Thursday, June 23rd at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tickets are on sale now for $15 at loopedlive.com. I'll also include that link in the show notes to this episode. And it's content that's not going to be re-aired on HE Classic. Um, And it's also time zone friendly. So if 8.30 p.m. does not work for the time zone in which you are located don't you fret you're going to have a full week following the show to watch the show it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to have housewives guests maybe a couple of content creators as well um we decided on the day that the girls trip next spinoff is premiering so we're going to deep dive those first couple episodes that will be released and that day and so much more. So again, this is Thursday, June 23rd, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will be joined by OG of the AG, love of my life, man who recently saved my life, Damian Bellino. $15 tickets on sale now at loopedlive.com. So you get to join us from, you know, your home. What could be better than that? My God. 
a dream. And I'm going to be in the Columbus. You know I'm going to give a Columbus tour. You know I'm going to be in black tie or whatever. Maybe sweats. Who can say? I might add a boa. Depends on how I feel. Um, drinking game. I will be drinking seltzer, thanks to my doctors. But we'll see. Maybe I'll sneak in a little something, something, and then die. It'll be great. You guys can watch that happen live. It'll be phenomenal. No, it's going to be a good show. I'm really excited. Are you joining? <laughs> Shut up. You're giving me eyes. <laughs> I'm, I need to check my schedule. How dare you? Isn't it like my mom might be coming to visit. No, like, she's not. She, she called me this morning and she said Dylan is fully available. June has gotten busy. So what you guys didn't hear that he was he was blinking to me with his eyes is I'll absolutely be there in my home. I would love to be there. In. I've been to the in-person ones. Yeah, you have because you're a dream. But also you get a full week after Dylan. That's what I just said. You That's get a true. full week after to watch. So if you live in Dubai, if, if you live yes. in, if you live in Burj Khalifa, you can you can listen from there whenever it's whatever that time zone is. That is what we have always. And did by the way, did I shut out Nina's husband who I want to fuck desperately? I'm glad you did now. <sighs> God, the exact type for me. Uh-huh. Uh, are you kidding? The silver fox, but like at a different level. Like I know that we all think like Mauricio's cute, whatever, X, Y, Z. Like I'm not taking that away from him, but this man is my guy. Like this is my man. Like I am, I am obsessed. I can't wait to hear him talk or not for whatever. He doesn't need to. He can just stand there and I will be very excited <laughs> for every upcoming <laughs> episode. Um, on that note, guys, follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. If that um, husband, I just want to hope he's having a great day. I don't remember his name and he doesn't even really need to have one. I just think he's absolutely beautiful. And I hope he has a beautiful. Don't you think he's beautiful? He's very hot. Jesus, he's so he and, hot. He and, so hot. He and Sergio, Caroline's husband, look like different like Pokemon evolutions of each other. I don't know anything about Pokemon, so I don't even get that joke. Just like one is like bigger and stronger and one is like (laughs) younger and cuter i don't love young and cute that's really not my vibe i love a silver fox i know i don't know what that is about someone will surely tell me i don't want to know i'd rather just relish in it i love it i love it all right guys on that note um if you're a silver fox slide into my dms it's hunting season (laughs) (laughs) all right guys on that note die for all of you hope you're all doing okay um this was a delight thank you for coming to the upper east side as i convalesce of course thank you i appreciate that it's so good to see you this week two times a week let's do yeah let's do it again let's do it again okay i'll see you tomorrow i'll see you at top gun maverick okay (gasps) yeah we have to go we do have to go okay we're gonna go maybe this weekend maybe not okay guys we'll talk to you later um hang in there buy tickets and we'll talk soon and love all of you and i hope you're shut up i'm being sincere (laughs) shut the fuck up all right bye-bye